0: Welcome to One to Watch Wednesday, featuring independent and emerging artists and bands from across Canada and their songs. My name is Sarah Scott. Thanks so much for hanging out this week. In the spotlight this week is the very, very talented country singer songwriter out of Calgary, Alberta, Ashley Ghostkeeper. This was such a wonderful conversation. You are going to love it. Of course, you are going to get to know her a lot better. We also talk about her creative process and how she finds inspiration and artistic expression in her own life experiences and in nature. We also talk about who has inspired her classic yet modern twist on her 90s country sound, her love of hockey, her job in the medical field, and her amazing sense of style, and of course, so much more. This was a great chat. You're also going to hear her two incredible songs, Try Me One More Time and Waitin' on a No. Well, I'm pretty darn excited for this episode, so let's get right on into it. well first off ashley thank you so much for being a part of one to watch wednesday it's an absolute pleasure having you on i'm so excited for more people to get to know you and your music and we are going to start from the very beginning here so you were born into a family of singers and songwriters and at an early age you were heavily influenced by your family and the love of music. Like your grandpa teaching those first chords, your auntie, who was a country gospel duo, you were inspired, you were motivated as a young child. Your cousin was also a full-time musician, and it all kind of started at the age of eight years old for you. So for those who are unfamiliar with your music, can you tell us a bit about your path into pursuing country music and what made you want to become an artist?
1: I really felt like country music chose me right from a young age. I just really gravitated towards it. Whenever I was driving with my dad in his truck, he just always had the country radio station just blaring. And, you know, coming from my family, which is up north, like we're really into rodeo and it's very much country orientated. So that was, it was just really ingrained in me as a young girl. And I just really looked up to artists such as like the Chicks, Martina McBride, uh, Toby Keith, like all of these artists in the early two thousands, that just had this like kind of fun feeling music, but with really honest lyrics, and it just really spoke to me. It spoke to my soul, and it really resonated. I just really wanted to sing. That's all I did as a kid, <laughs> basically. Once I was able to talk I was singing.
0: That is so cool. That is so cool. So when did you realize you also wanted to become a songwriter and how did you work on that skill? I
1: started writing little songs when I was around 8 years old. I'd make up little songs in my head, perform them to my mom. They probably didn't make much sense at the time, but I just I just loved creating that sort of music. At this point, I wasn't really playing guitar or anything, so it was all a cappella. And then I really started writing it actually started with writing quotes. I was about 11 or 12. And a lot of people don't know this about me. I just loved motivational positivity. And I would write these inspirational quotes that turned into poems and then would later on it turn into songs.
0: That is so cool. And I did actually read in another interview here that, yeah, if you're having a tough day, you do some journaling, you do some poetry, you do some writing of inspirational quotes, or you do look them up. And those are great ways to stay inspired and creative. So what do you do on the days when you're not feeling a little inspired and you're not feeling inspired at all? How do you find that spark again? So I really
1: feel when you lose that kind of spark with songwriting, that is part of the process. So really respect that and hold space for that. I really go to the land when I'm whenever I'm feeling lost or I'm just kind of needing that extra push. It's going to the land, it's going out into mother nature and just being held by her and getting inspiration. There's so many examples, there's so many lessons and teachings that we can find in nature that sometimes... You just don't see it because you're so unaware um, with this busy world going on. So I really try to quiet my mind in solitude. And as an artist, solitude is probably the most important thing. That's when answers come to you. So that's kind of what I do. I'll probably go to the river after this. So
0: (laughs) I absolutely love that. And where has been kind of like the weirdest place or the most interesting place that you have been inspire, like the most unexpected place that you have found inspiration for your music?
1: I'd have to say just when I go to bed at night, I really reflect on my day. I say my prayers, I say my gratitude, and then I try to sleep. But I'm very much a night hawk and I get so creative at night. So I find myself not sleeping and I'm writing and writing and it just comes out of nowhere. So my biggest inspiration is when I'm about to sleep or when I as soon as I wake up as an artist, that's when our subconscious kind of comes out. So <laughs>
0: <laughs> I think so, too. I'm definitely a night owl, owl myself. And that's when I find like, oh, man, this is like a really cool thing or like I got to try this. So I get that. I'm a night owl as well. It's Yeah. Crazy. <laughs> So growing up, you did mention that your inspirations were like Toby Keith, Martina McBride, Miranda Lambert, Sarah Evans, The Chicks, and that 90s country sound. It helped carve your honest and down-to-earth lyrics and your writing style with that 2000s country feel. And you are known as a natural storyteller, and you would love your music to connect with your listeners at a deep level of meaning and healing, while also staying true to your country soul. So tell us a bit about a writing session with you. When you sit down to write, what is it like?
1: when? I sit down to write and do a session. I really, I pull from my own lived experiences. That's what really resonates with me as an artist is something that was real. And because I feel that's gonna, that's what is gonna connect with the listeners. So I really... Try to have things kind of written down, like reflect on you know what has happened in the last few months, and and then I go from there. A lot of times I pull from my poems. So when I do a, a songwriting session, it's poetry. I and I, I really see myself as like a like a poem writer, than a songwriter actually. So I really just try to look within as deep as possible, and that's really hard as an artist being vulnerable. But that, that is what is going to connect people. So it's worth making that risk of vulnerability.
0: For sure. That is totally for sure. So we're going to play one of your songs here before we talk more about you and what you do outside of music, which is super exciting. So, You released two debut singles and the first one was named Try Me On One More Time and Waiting On No. But right now we're going to play Try Me On One More Time. Waiting On No is coming. And the (laughs) song, it speaks to someone who refuses to give up and stay knocked down even when there's no one around to help them up. It's a bit of an underdog anthem. So can you tell us a bit about the inspiration behind the song before I play it here? That song is basically me saying to life to try me one more time. I wrote this at a
1: period where life just kept knocking me down. Things kept happening and I was kind of in a rut especially from my career that I do and anything that kind of goes with that I felt very alone I felt helpless and I didn't really know how to speak out to someone so I actually wrote this song try me one more time to my mom to tell her how I was feeling and because I didn't know how to say that in words I was very scared and so I sang this to her and then You know, things went up from there, and the song is never really meant for anyone to listen to. And then it ended up being my first ever debut song out to the world. So I think that took a lot of courage to do for myself. And I just really hope it gives the listeners out there, people who listen to this song, just know that they're not alone. You know, you can pull from strength, you can pull from that courage you have to get back up because life is all about the ups and downs, right? It could be bittersweet, it could be a beautiful, beautiful thing when things things are not as good it's a good time to just really look at what matters and what's going to get you back up and that was music for me
0: that is such a beautiful message and here is try me one more time by our guest Ashley Ghostkeeper I get
2: down falling down I look around See if anyone kiss Who's at my door Is it the shame from yesterday Or is it the pain of seeing your face Yeah, I get it.
0: There is Try Me One More Time by our guest, Ashley Ghostkeeper, and that song is available everywhere right now for you to listen to. And while that song did help kick off your incredible career that you already have, and it's been a very exciting time for you as an emerging country artist. So how has the experience been for you and who have been some of your biggest supporters leading up to the release of your music?
1: Yes. My biggest supporters would have to be my family, especially like my parents, my brother, my auntie, my cousin, they kind of kind of been mentoring me because they've had their music careers as well. And they just really inspire me, push me, kind of guide me through. It is a path that you got to walk alone, but it's nice to like have that support on the sidelines kind of cheering you on. So definitely it's my
0: family who's always there for me. That is very wonderful to hear. And Where I got to know of you and hear about your music was through Blue Jay Sessions. That's where I heard your name for the first time. And that is so exciting. It's a wonderful singer songwriters round in Calgary. And you're going to be heading back here in a couple of weeks as well to play on that stage. But also tell us a bit about a few of your other performances and some of your favorite performances that you've had so far.
1: Lately, I've been really getting into like the Indigenous music in Edmonton and Calgary. I've got invited to play a few markets and I got a few more coming up this uh, summer and spring that I'll be announcing. That's been a really great community for me like networking I think a big part of me doing this music is really reconnecting back with my culture with my people and and now that I found that there's a whole community there to also support the arts and it's never a competition in in indigenous ways of thinking there's never competition we're all equal with all living things I think that's been really grounding me and then the Blue Jay sessions has been absolutely wonderful being able to go into an intimate space and sing my songs and people listen to every word is just it's such a special moment for a songwriter and I think the other artists who attend the Blue Jay sessions can say the same thing like it's because a lot of times we're playing at places you know where the crowd's not listening to every word it's more so like They're enjoying the music, but they're not so toned in. So I'm really grateful that I got invited to the Blue Jay sessions, like family as well. And yeah, later this month, I'll be backed up by Nice Horse with a band playing a few tunes. So that's something you don't see me do often is play with a band, which you will see that later this year. I'm really excited for looking forward to it.
0: I'm excited for that too, for you. That's going to be amazing. Like powerhouse musicians all around right there. So, (laughs) so being a fairly new musician, what do you feel has been one of your greatest achievements so far? And what would you like to achieve throughout your career?
1: I'd say my, my greatest achievements so far with my music, I got on the indigenous now Apple music playlist with my first song and my second. And that was something I kind of wrote down in my goals for maybe a few years from now type thing. And I think pretty much everything I'm doing is, it's just, I'm really proud of myself. But I think this was just like the point where it kind of like clicked was like, whoa, like this, I'm actually doing something with this. I think that was such a beautiful moment for me was seeing Like when I got on that playlist, yeah, it was kind of like a wake wake up call. Like you can dream, you can make your goals happen into fruition and just to keep on going. And so many other things has been happening. I got into the Indigenous Music Residency in Manitoba just last month. That was also like kind of on that like five year plan. Like, okay, like in a few years I'll I'll apply. And then actually the coordinator reached out to me and was like, no, you need to apply now. And I did. And I got in. It's just kind of been a whirlwind. I'm just so like, grateful for the opportunities coming to me because I do believe I wouldn't be ready for it if it wasn't there. I'm just really excited about you know what's up and coming, but also just about this moment here right now, just trying to take it all in.
0: Well, you deserve every single one of those moments. And I'm just so proud of you as well. And I'm excited to see where everything takes you. I am so excited for you. <laughs> <laughs> So we're going to take it way back now, because I found this really interesting. So as a young Ashley, you spent countless hours at the rink playing competitive hockey for 14 years. That was just the coolest. Tell us a bit about that. And how did it translate into music as well for you? Because you were also doing music at the same time from the sounds of it. (laughs)
1: yeah so I really do consider myself a hockey player still that's it just in my bones like my whole my family my brother like we were hockey players growing up like it was always at the ice or on the ice or in the summers we're training it was a really big part of my life was playing hockey and I really learned some valuable things within that I learned teamwork I learned discipline I learned hard work and I've translated that into my music into my my other career And it's just something I love so much. But I knew when I was playing, there was just this, the thoughts in the back of my head, like, I want to do music like my auntie does, or my grandpa or my cousin, like, I want to do that too. But at the time, when you're on the ice six days a week, you kind of... (laughs) Only got to do that. You don't got time for much else. But then it started with hockey anthems. I would go do anthems for other hockey teams. So the hockey kind of pushed me into that direction, which was really cool. That's when it kind of got the ball rolling later on in my hockey career.
0: That's really amazing. I love that. So also we got to talk about what else you do on this side. You're also a primary care paramedic from my understanding, and you also believe that that career chose you as well. So tell us a bit about that.
1: Yeah. So I've been a a primary care paramedic for uh, about three years now. Before that, I was an EMR and I worked events as, you know, standard first aid. My mom's a nurse. So uh, medical field uh, is just a really big passion of mine as well. (laughs) you know sadly I've had to step down to more of a casual position but I just I, I feel this career has just really helped shape my character and it's really grown me a lot quicker than if I wasn't doing this career I've kind of got to see firsthand you know just how precious life can be and just to be so grateful for all that you have seeing the effects of you know generational trauma just kind of reflecting on my own personal experiences to just grow and get better each and every day when i decided to step into the music i was i was at a point it was like okay do i just work this full-time job forever or do I put everything into this music and I thought you know from what I've seen working at my job like I gotta live like with no regrets because we're only here for a short time and you know creator gives us these gifts to use and You know, I felt that I had a greater gift to give. I'm just so grateful for the career that I'm I'm still able to do.
0: That's amazing. And you are such an incredibly well-rounded person. I love that. And I'm just inspired (laughs) talking to you right now. So this is so cool. (laughs) So we have to talk about the CMAB Awards because that's when I first met you. And we have to talk about your style and fashion. Cause first off, like damn just a babe in blue that night for one thing that was a gorgeous dress you look stunning and (laughs) you always have the cutest outfits and so tell me about your style where does all this cuteness come from?
1: (laughs) (laughs) Thank you I I, I've always been a denim on denim girl right from when I was probably like 14 years old so I started doing it when it was like in style and then it was kind of out of style and now it's like back in style and I've just been like consistent with it (laughs) I've always really just dress the way I wanted to dress and I like the kind of like the older kind of 90s or like vintage kind of look it just makes me feel good when I choose outfits I'm just like what what's gonna make me feel good on the inside not really worry about like you know what's the fashion right now or I don't even know what's the fashion right now I don't pay
0: attention much to that but (laughs) I don't either. I'm just happy bell bottoms are back. That's all. Yes, bell bottom.
1: <laughs> I've been seeing you wearing bell bottoms. I'm like, those look so good. <laughs>
0: you know, I just have all your outfits. I'm like, girl, I just want to like steal that outfit. I love what you wear. And let's let's talk about who's on repeat in your car on your phone. Who are you listening to right now? Ooh, I listen to a lot of Travis Trut. <laughs>
1: Heck yes. <laughs> heck yes one thing that people don't really know about me like yes i i do sing and i write country music but i listen to just all genres of music i'm just such a lover of music i've been listening to like a lot of like electronic music lately (laughs) and like atmospheric kind of like ambient sounds that they actually like help with my writing though when I listen to other things like that. But yeah, like lately it's been a lot of Travis Tritt.
0: (laughs) Before we talk about your song, Waiting on a No, tell us a bit about where you would absolutely love to play. What stage would you love to hit?
1: Mm, I would love to play at the Calgary Stampede. On one of the stages i didn't submit this year because i just want <laughs> to wait until next year but that's that would be just a dream come true i've been just such a fan of the calgary stampede for years and whenever i go i'd always just like look at the artist and be like, oh my goodness like i want to do that like
0: <laughs> that's a great place to play and hopefully i can make it out there to see you that'd be so fun and if you awesome. could write or collaborate with any other artist who would it be Ooh, uh- Maybe a local one would probably be
1: Aaron Pollock. I'm really just inspired by how he has transformed as an artist to bring such deep, meaningful lyrics, which that's not easy. And as a songwriter, like to that capacity, I think he's doing like incredible, incredible things. Yeah, a local one would probably be Aaron. I've met him quite a few times. We're friends. So maybe I could maybe make
0: that happen. I think that'd be a great collaboration. If an artist came up to you and said, "Ashley, can you write a song for me?" Who would you love to write a song for? Ooh, uh, I would
1: love to write a song for Kaylee Cardinal. <laughs> I'm a big <laughs> fan of her, and just looking up to her like she's a, she's made tea as well. I think she's just such a beautiful soul, and if I could like write a song for her, that'd be amazing. <laughs>
0: <laughs> that'd be so cool. And we talked about Aaron Pollock being a great collaborator. But if you could have an artist write a song for you, who do you love to write a song for you? Miranda Lambert
1: she can be so witty with her writing and like clever, but she's also like just like just not afraid to say the truth. Like she's so blunt with the truth, which I just think that's so awesome. Cause like with me, like that's what that's the kind of stuff I want to sing is just downright here's the truth. So she's a big artist I look up to, just as an all-around person artist, songwriter.
0: She is such a badass, even as She's a non-musician. A like, I still want to be her when I grow up. <laughs> and
1: she has an incredible voice. I'm just like, oh my goodness, how does someone sound like this?
0: <laughs> well, you guys are both super, super talented, and we're going to show off your talent one more time here before we wrap things up. So your song, Waiting on a No, it cracked top 10 on the Indigenous Music Countdown, which is so well-deserved. Congratulations. Oh. And before I played here... Tell us a bit about it.
1: So waiting on a no is basically what the song title says. You're waiting on a no. You're waiting on either like that relationship or that situation or that job to just kind of come to an end. Like you know it's it's not gonna be a long-term thing, but you just go through that experience regardless, just to learn and just to live. So when I wrote this song, I, I wrote it at that moment. I knew with this person it wasn't gonna go anywhere under under circumstances, under you know, under those kind of things I knew that I was probably going to be heartbroken <laughs> but that's a beautiful thing a lot of great things can come from that and so when I listen to the song or when I share the song that's kind of the the message or the energy I want to portray it's like you know what you just go through the experience because that's where you will grow. So that's the song.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Well, it once again is a beautiful message. So before I play it here, introduce it for us. And here is Waiting on a Note by myself, Ashley
1: Ghostkeeper.
2: You call me up on a Saturday night. I hear a sweet voice. Boy, you say my name just right Give me a t-shirt After just one night This should be going somewhere But I just can't see the light So, we ain't gonna know Surprise them
0: guest Ashley Ghostkeeper with her song Waitin' on a No. And a few minutes ago you heard her song Try Me One More Time. Both of those songs and all of her music is available wherever you buy, download or stream your music right now. And of course, make sure you follow along on all of her social media under Ashley Ghostkeeper and on her website, AshleyGhostKeeperMusic.com to follow along on her very exciting and very promising musical career. A massive, massive thank you going out to Ashley for hanging out this week on One to Watch Wednesday. That was so much fun. And girl, you are welcome back anytime. That has been your One to Watch Wednesday for this week. You can find all episodes of One to Watch Wednesday and all episodes of Studio B Podcast wherever you get your podcasts right now and on the new website, studiobpodcast.com thanks so much for hanging out today. My name is Sarah Scott and have a great rest of your day.